Describe the anatomy of the neonatal airway and what implications this has for airway management. A large occiput and head for the first year of life means that a pillow is not required for positioning in the neutral position and you can instead fold a towel under the shoulders. Nose and mouth. A large tongue relative to mandibular size and they are obligate nose breaths for the first few weeks. But these are narrow. The implications of this are that airway obstruction is more likely and an oral pharyngeal airway may be useful post-induction. The absence of teeth and compression of soft tissues in the floor of the mouth with a face mask are possible, so you should keep your fingers on the bony mandible, and obstruction of nasal passages can lead to significant airway difficulty. The larynx. Epiglottis is larger and omega-shaped. The larynx lies opposite C3 as opposed to being opposite C6 in the adult and is more anterior. The cricoid ring is the narrowest part of the airway. The implications of this are that visualisation of the larynx can be difficult due to the anterior position and floppy epiglottis. A straight blade may be useful as it can be used to lift the epiglottis. A towel or roll under the shoulders may assist with glottic view. The narrow cricoid ring may result in trauma of subglottic stenosis, especially from cuff tubes. And an LMA may not be suitable as the epiglottis can downfold and cause obstruction. The trachea is only five or six centimetres meaning it is easier to accidentally intubate the right main bronchus. With neck extension, there can be accidental extubation, and with neck flexion, there can be accidental endobronchial intubation. They are more prone to upper airway obstruction, laryngospasm, and bronchospasm. Neonatal endotracheal tube size should be 2.5 to 3.5, placed at a depth of 8 to 9 centimetres.